0: What's going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How we doing on a Thursday? What's going on with you? How are you? Today is the 6th, October 6th, 2022. Time for a little Thursday podcast. What's happening out there in your world? Are you catching some tickets? Are you hitting some winners this week? Hopefully so. There's a big weekend coming up. I mean, hockey returns tomorrow. That's huge. We got uh, basketball preseason going. Basketball will be back before you know it. Football, college football, NFL, baseball season starts this weekend it's so much fun this is the time of the year for sports fans for sports bettors where uh, fans have a little more fun and we make a little bit more money so uh, it's going to be a good time and, and for most of you who've been listening for a while you know that the NHL is one of my uh, best most profitable sports so uh, the regular season for the NHL starts tomorrow the Sharks and Nashville kick things off in, in uh, the Czech Republic I believe but the actual quote-unquote like the the actual regular season with a bunch of games starts next Tuesday. But either way, meaningful hockey tomorrow. So exciting. And uh, yeah, going to have a bunch of picks coming up this weekend. I probably won't have hockey picks this weekend, but uh, certainly next week I will. All right. So on today's show, we're going to talk about uh, some questions that I've had from you. And by the way, stay tuned next week or the next uh, week or two. We may be slightly shuffling how we do our week. Uh, obviously this is more of a residual from the summer, right? When there's not that many sports going on, but as NHL and and you know, football's back and and, and basketball's going to be back soon. Um, we just, there's more sports to talk about, right? So, so things are slower in May, June, July, August, and things obviously pick up this time of the year. So we're probably going to do away with Storytime Thursday until the summer and replace it with more of a handicapping sports oriented day. So stay tuned. We may be making that change here in the next week or so, but I just want to let everyone know. So while we still have some time for Concept Thursday or Concept Thursday, uh, story- <laughs> Story time Thursday. Um, I wanted to get some of these questions in. A lot of you have sent in questions, whether it's emails. Most of them are, are direct messages on uh, Twitter or Instagram. By the way, give us a follow if you're not already on Twitter at SBD underscore POD. And then uh, actually, it's funny. People have found my Instagram, so I'm not going to give that out. Uh, but people have also direct messaged me on Twitter personally. But if you want to reach the show, best place to do so is... At the show's uh, Twitter, at SBD underscore POD. And I'll usually respond. You know, all these questions I got today, I responded to the person who sent them to me. So I just thought it would be good to recap these, rehash these, because a lot of you may have the same questions. And even if you don't have the same questions, share the same problems or ideas, it's another learning opportunity us to understand what other people are going through. And clearly, this is an opportunity for me to see what all of you are thinking and the questions that you ask me. So we'll get to that today. Remember, Thrive Fantasy is the place you want to go for player prop parlays. You can literally get paid out better than any other sports book if you parlay player props together. So why wouldn't you sign up at Thrive Fantasy? You make more money uh, for the exact same bets that you can make anywhere else. Now, here's the issue. is I was talking to the marketing... uh, team for the the company that we do this podcast for, Woos Media. And it's funny because they noticed that when you go to Thrive Fantasy's website, they have this deal that we're offering, like advertised, splattered all over the website. You go there it's like, sign up, get 100% bonus. And I'm like, I'm going what's the goddamn incentive for people to put in our promo code if they just if they just get the bonus anyway for signing up? So, look, it, it, just so you guys know, if you do sign up at Thrive, it goes a long way for us. It really helps us out. If you put in that promo code, we get a little credit for sending you. You still get the same promos and bonuses and offers that you would get anyway, but it just really does us say a big favor. So, Thrive Fantasy promo code SBD. Make more money betting player prop parlays today. All right, let's get to it. Questions that you've all sent in, whether it's direct message emails, whatever. Uh, let's read some of them right now. So I'm not going to read the names. And for some of these, I may cut and make it a little short because some of them are kind of long. But uh, anyway, let's just start off with this one. Um, do you uh, do you ever place negative EV bets? And this was a little clip of a uh, kind of an ongoing uh, back and forth I had with the listener a couple months ago. And they asked, do you ever place negative EV bets? Uh, my aunt, uh, Just to, to clarify what negative EV means, EV is expected value. And every bet that a professional better makes has a perceived positive EV for the sports better. And that's how we make money over time, right? Every bet I make, I think I have a certain expected value that's, that's positive. That doesn't mean I win every bet. That means I expect to win every bet or at least expect to profit in the long term. The same way to think about this is the way the casino perceives a blackjack hand they know in most situations, they have a positive EV. Now they're going to lose some hands over the course of a day, a a, a night, a weekend, or a week, but long-term says positive EV means you're going to profit. So the question here, do I ever make negative EV bets? Well, the answer is I try not to, but I do. Okay. I am not perfect. And sometimes I'll maybe have a couple beers at the bar and say hey what games on let's throw 20 30 however much down on this game okay so I I will admit that I fall victim to the same stuff that other people do it just doesn't happen as much that may happen to me twice a season right three times a season it's super super rare and you know but 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 it happens I want to be honest with the audience here I do sometimes very very rarely but sometimes I will make a negative EV bet okay the, my, my whole thing that I say on this show and that I say to other people who want to do this profitably is it really is okay what you do as long as you know what you're doing. It's a, Who cares? It's okay to, to make a first touchdown bet or to make a bet that's not necessarily the best bet ever as long as you understand the math behind it. And, like we've talked about before, a first touchdown bet is a horrible bet if you're going to place it over and over and over and over, which a lot of people do. They get hooked to that first touchdown bet. They may hit one and it's exciting. But if you do it over and over, it's a horrible bet. If you do it once, if you do it twice a season, it's like, honestly, who cares, right? It's a little pizza money. You're going to spend 20 bucks on pizza, you're going to spend 20 bucks on the first touchdown score. Who cares? My point, though, to the audience is know the math. Know that that's a bad bet. If you want to have some fun, fine. But it's about knowing what you're doing. And it's the same thing for me in the casino. When I go to Las Vegas, I will sit down and play blackjack. Hell, I'll sit down. I'll buy. I'll put a few dollars on the roulette table. I'm well aware of the house edge in roulette. It's like four and a half percent. OK, so I get that. But it's fun. You're with your buddies. I go with a group of friends every year for, for the Super Bowl to Vegas. It's like it's fun. Sometimes you put twenty on red. Sometimes you put twenty on twenty-three red. Try and hit a a fat bet, you know? So the answer is, yeah, I make negative EV bets sometimes, but the caveat is I'm well aware they're negative EV bets and I'm just doing it to have a little fun. Ninety nine point eight percent of my bets are well thought out, well researched, very mathematically based, positive EV bets, but I'd be lying if I said I never, ever, ever made a negative EV bet, so answer to that one is yes, but very rare. Thanks for that question. All right. uh, Next question. Uh, Another DM here. This one's a little long. Uh, Should I wrap it up or should I just... I'll just... I'll read it. No, I'll, I'll paraphrase it here. This is very long. I'm close to becoming a pro sports better. Hey, congratulations. That's awesome. I listen to your tips every week and really believe I have an understanding on everything. I partnered with a friend from college who is a computer scientist and he's been working on a program for us to use to handicap. My question is, okay, here we go. My question is, how can I trust that he won't take this information and abandon me? Obviously he has skills I do not with the computer stuff, but once I bring all of the sports into the program, will he even need me anymore? Thanks and keep it up. Okay. So first thing here uh, is, yes, he will. Because the, the, the very nature of these programs is they need to be massaged. They need to be watched. They need to be Always tweaked and and adjusted. And I mean, I've said this before. If you just give, if I gave someone my program I'm using, they could use it effectively, profitably for like three weeks. Then the information changes. I mean, this year in the NFL, after three weeks, and I know we're a little further than that right now, but after the third week, I noticed that teams are playing zone about 10% more across the league. Now, that's a big deal, okay? Last year, it was like 60, 64% zone defense. Now, this year, it's almost 75% zone defense. It's crazy the uptick that teams are learning. You stop quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen by playing that zone, that shell defense. So we're seeing a lot of teams kind of uh, transition to it. But the, you, you need to adjust your, your formula. Like, my NFL... System I use was predicated on historical stats, last year's stats, expectations for this year. But the idea that teams are going to switch to three-fourths of the time playing zone, I didn't see that coming. So I had to, it's not a whole overhaul, but it's a slight tweak here, slight adjustment there. And that's what we're talking about when you have to watch and massage the, the, these systems and always be tweaking them. So the first answer here is no, this person won't you know, just abandon you because they can't math, math nerds. If it just was as simple as being a math nerd and building a computer program, if it were that easy to win sports, there'd be a lot more nerds winning in sports it's not that easy. You have to have a combination of everything. I believe I can win in sports betting because I have a. I'm a computer. I, I am a, a data scientist. I am a, uh, a, a avid sports fan. I do everything from a real mathematical point of view. Like I, I'm a rare hybrid that you don't get a lot in this industry. Most people think in sports betting, it's a bunch of people who like sport. That's what I thought at first. Before I did this professionally, when I was learning, reading books, talking to people, listening to people who did this for a living, I thought it was going to be a whole bunch of people who just love sports, who grew up watching football, watching basketball, but that wasn't the case. I learned very quickly that those who win in sports betting either have a hybrid of they do a lot of math, a lot of data, a lot of numbers, or they work with people who do that stuff. I mean, as a matter of fact, the single most successful sports better of all time, maybe the best sports better of all time, Billy Walters, he didn't start winning himself until he partnered up with what they call the computer group. So think about that. The best, most profitable sports better in the history of sports betting was a losing sports better until he partnered up with a computer programmer and made a an application. So what this person is 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 actually uh direct messaging me about is great. That's what I recommend everyone do if you're gonna do this professionally. Now I chose the other route. I went back to school and learned how to how to program computers myself, but it's just as easy. If you partner with someone, they do that work, they take that brunt of the work and you do a lot of the handicapping in sports. So no, he's not going to take it because he needs you still. But the other thing is I always do this anyway, whether it's a friend of 20 years or someone you just met, have everyone sign a legal document. Okay, that's the easiest thing. Have them sign a legal document. I personally use uh, RocketLawyer.com, and they can make all different kinds of templates and documents for you to put out there for uh, for things exactly like this. Whether it's intellectual information, intellectual property, making sure no one runs off with your stuff. So that's the second thing I'd say is get something legal signed there. So thank you for that question. All right, let's move on. Move along, sir. Uh, This one, I'm pulling this one up actually on the dm here so just sec. uh this one had a question about uh what kind of bets are the most profitable uh, so here we go serious question any edge betting any edge between betting the line or the total i have had early success in 2022 with the total but has been non-conference early season matchups maybe coincidental that i bet the under on that uh, on bad teams like iowa uh, so the question. <laughs> look, I'm not always getting questions from you know. It's not always like the most like well thought out things. But but here here I think what they're asking here is, is there a difference between betting sides or totals? Is there anything that the public can take away? Something to focus on, study on? And the answer here is no. Okay, no is in. Uh, there is no answer. Sure, you can focus on whatever the hell you'd like to. Whether it's totals, oh, uh, uh spreads, money lines, props. I mean. I actually think it's good to specialize because what that does, that takes away a lot of the noise and you can focus on one thing. Whenever anyone wants to get going in college football, I usually tell them, start with one conference, You know, pick the conference maybe you know the the most and go from there and then expand outward. You know, If you're going to bet baseball, maybe start focusing on one division or one league. You know? So I think there's nothing wrong with focusing on totals. If you think you have a knack for finding totals or unders or overs, focus on that if you have a knack for finding spreads, teams, that's fine. Focus on that. There is no single bet that I think is better than than the rest in general. There's ways I do things. There's ways other pros do things. I mean, I know plenty of professionals who bet, you know, mostly overs/unders. I know plenty of professionals who bet mostly sides. I bet mostly sides. I don't bet a whole lot of over/unders, and it's because the the way my my formula works, it's much better for predicting uh, what the spread should be. Rather than the game flow, right? I find if you can accurately predict game flow, then you'll bet a lot more over/unders. So that's fine. There's nothing wrong with betting overs, betting unders, betting sides, betting totals, betting props. Whatever you focus on, just do it with all your effort. And and there's really not anywhere where I think people should be focusing or should not be focusing. All right, next question here. Um, and this is actually questions like this are the most common ones I get. Uh, This one says, hey, Tyler, happy college football season. I've got a question about a line. My head is spinning trying to figure this one out. Then I heard your piece about thinking how a line can be so off. Why is, and this was a few weeks ago, why is Illinois a three-point dog at Indiana? And a lot of people will send me these. I get a ton of messages. People say, hey, Tyler, why are the Jets minus three? Or whatever, right? The Jets might not be minus three ever. Yeah, you know, next couple of years, but you know it's like that. Hey, Tyler, I noticed that the the, the Minnesota Twins night are minus twenty. Why is that? <laughs> you know, and easy answer for these questions is that's what the market thinks the fair price is at this given moment in time. Because the market is not the sports books. Most people think when we say the market, we're talking about the sports books. We're not. When we talk about the opening line, that's what the sports books do. But the market is dictated by everyone betting into the line. So, the market is really a lot more efficient and smart than the sports books. And we get to see what the consensus of all the sports betters in the world are thinking. So, when you see a line like, you know, that, that might not make sense to you, ask yourself who's more likely to be wrong, everyone else betting that line in the world or you? And this happens to me all the time. I'm not criticizing anyone. I will often see a line like, ah, this looks off, this looks wrong. Even I agree based on my computer. But then I say, okay, if I have team A, -7 and team A is in the market -4. Am I just like a, 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 am I some wizard who's seeing something no one else is seeing or is there a chance I'm missing something? And 99% of the time, it's the fact that we're missing something. It's the we are overlooking something. So, easy easy answer here to this question. The line is what the line is because that's what the market agrees the line should be. If you think the line is wrong, which let's let, let let's take a second here and talk about the market is not sacred just because I respect the market and believe the market's generally very smart and very accurate, very efficient. It's not hyper efficient. It's not like you can't beat it. Otherwise I wouldn't be able to do what I do. So if, if this person uh, who DM me thinks that the line is wrong, okay, bet into it. That's fine. You you That's the essence of sports betting. I disagree with the line. I think the line should be wrong, but in this, and I didn't get a chance to ask this person or I didn't ask this person, what they think the line should be. I responded with a bare, pretty generic answer. But if, if, if I, we were going back and forth, I would say, what do you think the line should be? Because usually if a professional says, why is Illinois a three-point dog at Indiana? Uh, and I go, I'm not sure. What do you think the line should be? They'd say, well, maybe Illinois should be a, a two-point dog, maybe one and a half point dog. That's how much of an edge professional bettors usually have. But what the public will say often is things like this. If, if, if uh, Indiana's minus three and they think Illinois is the better team, I'd say, what do you think the line should be? Most people in the public go, I don't know, Illinois should be like minus three, minus four. They just have the wrong team favored. And my, my, my response to them is, wait a minute, you think the line is off six points? <laughs> you think that the, the Indiana's minus three and Illinois should be minus three? Right? That, that's asinine. There's never a line that's going to be off by six points. I mean, I, sh- I shouldn't say never. I should say it's extraordinarily rare that a line is off that wrong or the line is off that much. But that's the thing that this always goes back to is, at the end of the day, who do you? what do you think is more likely? You are seeing something, the syndicates, myself, other professionals with a lot of money are missing, or you're wrong about something. So that's how I look at lines. If you venomously disagree with a line, ask yourself that question. Generally, it's going to be that you're missing something. So... Um, all right, moving on, move along, sir. Uh, this one says, what do you hate? And this is at the end of a, a conversation. What do you hate about betting sports? Uh, what do I hate about betting sports? I hate dealing with the bookies because once you start winning and once the bookies think that you can win, they start doing everything in their power to limit you and they will actually limit you. They won't, uh, there's one website that, it's funny. They let me bet hockey, but they'll only let me bet 50 bucks on hockey. So, you know, they didn't kick me out. They said, hey, your, your limits are being reduced to 50 bucks, which is pretty much worthless for me. So, uh, you know, that's the issue. Uh, I've been kicked out of sports books. Um, this is a very common thing. I think my, it's up to like six or seven sports books I can't bet at anymore. So I would say that by far, that's, that is the thing that I hate the most is, I mean, how many professions can you think where it's it it It's just you have to play this cat and mouse game just to have a job. You know I mean, I have to disguise bets. I have to dummy up my bets. I can never arbitrage or middle on the same sports book or that's an automatic suspension. I mean, I just have to walk on eggshells. It seems every hour of every day with these sports books, otherwise they're going to cut me off. And the more of them that cut me off, the more likely it is I won't be doing this in ten years. so, You know, it's always this constant back and forth. It's this constant war of how can I sneak things in? How can I do things? And for those who go, why are you sneaking things in? Why can't you just make normal bets? It's because they fuck me over. When they're limiting and banning and doing all that kind of stuff, I go, okay, screw you. I'm going to get this back one way or another. And, you know, like they don't like certain things. They don't like when you take advantage of their rules. Uh, and, And you may say, how can you take advantage of a rule? I'll give you one example. If, let's say that this website that limits me to $50 bets on hockey, uh, clearly they don't want me to bet more than 50 bucks on a hockey game. Well, you know how you get around that, right? You just make parlays. So I could make a three-team parlay where the final leg is the hockey game I like. Now, granted, the first two legs of the parlay have to hit, but if they do, I am now extraordinarily circumventing the, the, the limits on that hockey bet. So that's just one small example as to the constant back and forth between the books and pro betters, they do something, we do something back. And this is gonna be a constant, right? Uh, back and forth, back and forth. It has been for decades and it will continue to be for decades as long as sports books ex- exist. But you know, you will never meet an actual, legitimate, winning sports better that doesn't feel this way. Like I have never even met a sports better that- that's fifty-fifty that really doesn't have an opinion on the sports books. Literally every single better I know that does this for a living and actually makes money. Shares the same angst, disdain, and hate for sports books that I do. So uh, that is what I don't like about sports betting. All right, let's move on. Next question. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, oh, we only have one more here. Last question of the show. All right, you, uh, it says Hey, Tyler, quick question. You've mentioned shopping for the best price. Do you literally go to every website before you make a bet? That seems like a bit of a headache. Um, No. So that is true. We always want to shop for the best price, and the way to do that is to compare the prices at every sportsbook we have access to. But this person has a good point. What do I do? Do I go to BetMGM and then Fanduel and then Bovada and then Bookmaker and then BetOnline and then Fanduel and then Tipico and then <laughs> I would say the the line would move before I could place the bet. Right? So. What there are, are there applications or websites that you can go to that house this stuff? Now, for pros out there, it's 500 bucks a year, but it's called Don Best. Don Best is up to the second, uh, to the penny, money information in the market. So you can see every sports book in the world exactly what their numbers are, and exactly when their numbers have moved. That is the best option, but I'm assuming most people listening don't want to spend 500 bucks a year just to have that, right? (laughs) Most people listening won't make 500 bucks a year betting sports. So for you, I recommend going to the Action Network. And on the Action Network website, they have a great uh, odds page where you can compare the odds on several different sports books. So that's how you should do it out there, the listeners. Go to the Action Network, the odds section, and you can just look at all the popular American domestic books and compare the prices there. That is what I would say is the best option for everyone out there to do that. If you want to start, quote, shopping around more and more efficiently, I would use a website like that that conglomerates everything to one. No, I don't. Search every website individually. That would be a headache. That would be extraordinarily tedious. And that is not something that I or other pros do. There is one place to go for all this. And look, timing is everything. When you do this for a living, you want to get the best number. These lines move often within like 30 minutes to an hour and a half of opening up. So if you're not on the computer when NFL, college football, NBA, NHL, soccer lines open up, you're not ever going to get the best number. So timing is everything. You got to have a website to conglomerate all that info for you. So, all right. Interesting show today. Just kind of wanted to go over some of the questions y'all had for me. And uh, hopefully we did that and answered whatever, uh, questions may have popped up during the show for you too. So if you have questions, if you have something you want to ask me for us to read and answer on the show, uh, DM me at SBD underscore POD SBD underscore pod on Twitter. You can find me Tyler Walgie on Instagram And uh, you can also email me, Tyler, at woosmedia.com. That's W-O-O-Z-E media.com. So you can reach out any of those ways. I'd be glad to answer questions for anyone who listens. You support me by listening. I'll support you by helping you in your sports betting. So that does it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily.